Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. this week, Colin, to take us to the book of Isaiah, and you're going to look at some specific passages that prophesy. Now, we first of all have to understand what our relationship as Christians is to the prophetic words of the Old Testament, and especially to many of the passages that we're going to look at during the next uh, couple of weeks or so, because um, clearly these were scriptures that were given to Israel. And uh, many of us who are Gentile believers, non-Jewish believers, we need to ask ourselves, well, to what extent can we lay claim to the promises that are contained in these prophetic words? What we need to understand is this, that the church, according to Scripture, has not replaced Israel, but is being grafted into Israel. Jesus is the yes and the amen to all the promises of God. So we can, as Christians, legitimately lay claim to the promises that are contained Uh, in Isaiah and indeed in other parts of the Old Testament. Now, it also causes us to ask the question, well, how does God intend these words to be interpreted, to be understood, and indeed to be claimed, really, by faith? What we need to understand about prophetic scriptures is that most of them had an immediate application for the time when they were spoken. God was speaking into a particular historic situation. Now, that's not true of all prophecies, but it is true of many of them. Secondly, we need to understand that those that contain promises of what God is going to do in the future shall certainly be fulfilled in the life and the history of Israel. God has not finished with Israel, but he will complete his purposes in the way that the scriptures promise. So there is both a contemporary way in which you can understand many of these prophetic scriptures, but there is also a future fulfillment and that lies some way in the future as far as Israel is concerned for many of these promises. But there is a third way in which we can appropriate these scriptures, and that is by faith the Holy Spirit can enable us to lay claim to the promises of God, realizing that God is revealing something about himself and something about the way in which he is prepared to operate in relationship to his own people. Now, we as Christians, as I said just now, have been grafted into Israel. We are in that sense, the Israel of God. We haven't replaced Israel. God will fulfill his purposes for the whole of Israel, Jewish and Gentile. Now, 
it's important for us to understand that we do not further the purposes of God as Gentile believers by trying to be more Jewish. That was an issue that got settled right in the earliest days of the church. You'll find that there are some Christians who try to be more Jewish than the Jews, to be absolutely honest. And it's very easy to get into some very freaky things uh, if you have that approach, because it's a totally non-biblical approach. God does not want Jewish believers to be Gentiles, nor does he want Gentile believers to be Jewish. What he has done is to graft us in to one body, uh, one new man, as Paul says, and that new body will consist of both Jewish and Gentile believers. Now, of course, the earliest in the earliest days of the church, it was predominantly Jewish, and the Gentiles were added into that. Then it became predominantly Gentile, and uh, so, if you like, the Jewish roots of the church, to some extent, got lost. And it's only really in the last two or three hundred years that people have really been discovering afresh the importance of recognizing our Jewish roots and the fact that we have been grafted in to Israel. We have not replaced Israel. That is really that this whole idea of having replaced Israel just does not stand up to, to the scriptures. Why do you think it's such a, a widely held theology then, Colin? Uh, because I think um, people want to appropriate these promises. They know that Jesus is the yes and the amen to all the promises of God. But as I'm explaining, you can easily appropriate these scriptures for yourself without thinking that God is going to renege on his promises to Israel. I mean, I wouldn't want to worship a God who would break all the promises that he has made to Israel. Uh, my God is a faithful God. He will fulfill all his promises to Israel and, if you like, to the new Israel of God, which is both Jewish and Gentile believers together. So, yes, we're part of the new Israel in that sense, but this is not an Israel that has replaced Israel but God will fulfill all the covenant promises that he has made to his people, both in the old covenant and the new covenant. And so as we go through these scriptures in the next few weeks, uh, I hope you will see how, yes, there's a future fulfillment that God will surely bring to pass, but they are also words of great edification and encouragement to us now. So all that really is by way of background. And I'll repeat just a brief summary of that every so often during the next two or three weeks. But I'm going to begin in Isaiah 40. We're going to look uh, principally uh, at uh, chapters 40 onwards. Within uh, these chapters, there are what are called the servant songs. Now, those are words about Israel, about the faithful remnant, those who are faithful to God, and then finally about Jesus himself. Uh, and of course, as we approach Easter, so we shall focus in on those particular scriptures. So I'm going to read uh, some verses from Isaiah 40, beginning at verse 28. Do you not know? Have you not heard? 
The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Now, you see, there are several statements there which you could say God was speaking into the contemporary situation through the prophet Isaiah. There are words that are surely going to be fulfilled when God, as the hope of Israel, uh, finally comes again when all Israel will have been saved. But as those who believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, then there are statements there which are a great encouragement to us now because they tell us something about the nature of God and how he operates in relationship to his people. For example, God is the everlasting, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. Now, that's very straightforward. We know that he created through Jesus. Jesus is the word of God by whom God brought creation into being. Then it says this about God. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. Now, what's the importance of that? We should not project onto God our own experiences and feelings. We are mortal, so we can grow tired and weary. God is immortal. He will never grow tired or weary, which means he will never grow tired or weary of you. Uh, also, um, his understanding is so much greater and higher than our human understanding. So these words tell us something about God. Then we read, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Now, you can see this is our God, isn't it? This is the God we know, that he is the one who gives us strength. In fact, he is our strength, the scripture says. And he increases the power of the weak. Do you remember what Jesus said to Paul? My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. You see, because we are talking about the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, there is absolute consistency in the revelation of who God is and the way in which he operates in relationship to his people in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. We are talking about the same God, and by definition, God never changes his character. So those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. What encouraging words for us today. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 